Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Welcome back. Today's part two, finding time for food planning for runners. We're, we're moving on to steps four and five in the five-step process, and this is where the rubber really hits the road. So we're talking action and commitment time, and we also have a Q&A session to round up at the end of the episode. We're going to be sharing lots of tips and insights into how we plan to. So we hope you find this episode really helpful. And just as a reminder, this episode goes along with episode 92. And it's also um, helpful if you would download the free ebook, which is on our website, runnershealthhub.com. Look at free nutrition guides and you'll find it there. And that goes along perfectly with the actions that we're asking you to take in this episode. So enjoy and uh, keep in touch and let us know how you get on. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back everyone, I'm Karen and I'm here once again with Aileen and today we're covering part two of finding time for food planning for runners. You may remember that in episode um, 92 we discussed the first three steps of how to find time to fit in food planning and we also talked about why food planning is so important for us as runners. So Aileen, could you maybe just remind everyone of the five steps before we move on? Hi, Karen. Hi, everybody. Yes, let's go through the five steps. So step one was discover your foodie planning personality. Uh, And I'm always intrigued to find out what people's planning personalities are. So we hope that some of you have downloaded the book and done the quiz. Uh, Step two is making healthy choices. And that was where we all created a short list of healthy meal choices. And step three was make a plan. And we chose two days to put our plan into action. And step four and five is what we're going to cover today. So step four is being prepared. And step five is commit to action. So um, as we explained in episode 92, the steps are a really simple process and they're there to help you plan in a quick and easy way. And we also suggested that um, for all of our listeners, 
that you might want to download our free ebook to, to accompany these two episodes. Um, and they'll just take you through everything that we've we've talked about. So it's a really simple process and it's designed for you to get used to taking the steps towards having a healthy runner's food plan without it being a big deal. Um, we know that you're busy and that you've probably got lots of priorities, but we also know that running's a priority and we imagine that you enjoy your running and you enjoy recovering well. So they're probably big priorities for you too. And that's really why we always end every episode by saying, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. So that's a bit of an overview to get us kicked off, Karen. Yeah, thanks, Aileen. And you mentioned the the ebook there, and I've noticed actually that lots of people are downloading the free ebook, um, and they've done that since our last episode. And just as a reminder, it is really easy to access. Just check the top of our show notes, and there's a link there which you can just click on. Um, share your email and we'll send over the workbook to you. Um, And if you want to see our show notes, all you have to do is open the episode on your phone and scroll down until you see episode show notes and you'll find the link at the top of the page. And we'll also add it as a download to our website. So that's runnershealthhub.com and just look for free nutrition guides and you'll find it there. So really easy way to download and a really useful um, ebook to to go alongside these two episodes. Okay, Aileen. So what you said we're doing steps four and five today. So could you maybe just give us an outline of what we're actually going to be talking about today? Yeah. Well, today is where the rubber hits the road, uh, which is a very appropriate analogy for us runners. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to be talking through step four, which is be prepared. And this step is really about checking what food ingredients you'll need and planning your food shopping. And step five is committing to action. So it's all about making it happen. And as promised on the last episode, we're going to be answering some listeners' questions. Um, However, if you are listening at a later date and you haven't had an opportunity to send us a a question for this uh, episode, feel free to drop us an email anytime uh, you'd like to ask any questions. And remember, you're also free to join our free Facebook group, which is called Easy Nutrition for uh, Healthy Runners Hub. And you can post questions and we'll answer from there. So if you're listening in the future, um, please don't uh, hold back on sending the questions through to us. We're really happy to help. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's look at step four, which, like you said, Aileen, is all about being prepared. So to ensure that you are prepared, you'll need to shop for really the essential ingredients for your chosen meals. Now, this step really is about creating a shopping list or checking maybe that you already have the ingredients in stock. So look at think about looking at your two-day menu plan that you created in step two write down a list of the food and ingredients that you require um where you will write them down for example will you write them down on paper in your phone will you take photos of the recipes from a recipe book so really think about how you're going to jot all the ingredients and foods down um, and this is also about being efficient and organized and um and being efficient and organized also helps save time and money so writing down the food you require is always a really good strategy 
Um, check what you already have in stock and then tick them off on the list that you've made and however way you've made your list. And it's also always a, a good idea to check what you have in the fridge, the freezer and the larder first. And this could really save you time and money in the long run. And then circle the ingredients you still need to buy. And hey, presto, you've created your shopping list and you've highlighted the things that you need to get. Great, great tips there, Karen. So what you might want to also do is use the shopping list template that's in the ebook. Um, so what I tend to do is I usually jot down what I need on a scrap of paper or, or on the notes on my phone, typically, and then I'll transfer them to the shopping list template. And that template is quite helpful because it's, it's arranged into categories. So it's got protein, grocery, dairy, non-dairy, vegetables and fruit. And what that how that helps me is that when I'm shopping either in person or online, I'm picking all the ingredients I need in that section of the shop or the website that I'm on. And that saves me time. And it also means I don't miss anything. So rather than zigzagging around the supermarket or the website and, you know, forgetting things, I've, I'm pretty organized in that way. Um, and another way of organizing or personalizing your shopping list might be by the shops that you visit or um, into categories like chilled or non-chilled or frozen. Um, so there's various different ways you can adapt that template to suit your personal needs. Yeah, absolutely. And like I was saying earlier, the other thing to think about is um, is when and where you will write your shopping list. Now, I often will do the first part of the task. So for i.e., what I mean by that is writing a list of everything I'll need uh, when I have a few minutes in between work or as I'm traveling or in front of the TV in the evening. So I'll write down everything I think I'll need. And then um, the checking of the ingredients obviously has to be done in the kitchen. But by splitting the task, it just feels less over, overwhelming. So I'll do over two different um, days potentially or two different times within a day. And voila, you are now all set to shop. So Karen and I have been doing this a little bit in person. As you know, we've been uh, away for a couple of weeks in Spain and we've been uh, doing some self-catering. So we kept referring to, are we going to be in control carols or disorganised Dora's? But mostly we were in the moment, Maria's, yeah. weren't we? Yeah, um, because we, we did tend to buy food, then decide what we were going to make. <laughs> And sometimes the plans changed, but, um, you know, we had everything in stock, so it was all fine. Yes. Good. So uh, another resource that we've got in the ebook for you um, that we're sharing with you is our healthy store cupboard essential list. And that comes from our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program. But we thought it would be really useful for you to have access to that. Now, what you don't need to do is have all the ingredients in stock, but we just thought it would be really useful for you in the future. So the list is compiled really of what Karen and I typically have in our kitchens and our store cupboards. So um, we think that, that if you had all of those foods or a range of those foods, you'd be able to make some good, healthy meals. Um, and I think the, the um, essentials list is a really great reference, particularly if you're one of those personalities who resists planning, because if you keep some of these items in stock, you are going to be able to make a healthy meal at any time. And um, 
it's there as guidance. And remember, you can personalize it to your needs. So, you know, if you're following a plant-based diet, just cross off the items that don't fit in with your plan. Or if you've got any particular um, other ingredients that are important to you and you and your family, add them to the list. Um, so I know I mentioned last time that I'm a mix, really, of In Control Carol and In The Moment Maria. Um, but if you ever visited my kitchen, you'd find that most of these items are there. And that really plays into my planning and cooking personality. Um, so when we get to this point of the process, I think it's always a really great idea to have a few minutes reflection um, to see how you're doing. Um, So, Karen, I mean, you and I have gone through these steps a number of times, but we have done it recently, too. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, When you revisited the steps, what did your shopping list reveal to you? Well, I think what it revealed to me really was that I am a creature of habit regarding what I buy and um, actually scanning the the healthy store cupboard essential list um, just reminded me of a few items that I haven't purchased for a while. For example, buckwheat, brown rice, noodles, frozen vegetables, which are all really handy to have, but I haven't had them in my cupboard for quite some time. So I have to say I've now added them to my list. And also um, doing this task has made me realise that I tend to head for certain aisles in the supermarket and I ignore others. Um, Therefore, I I might actually be missing out on a great variety of of different foods and the chance to purchase some new foods on the market. So um, so really, I yeah, I need to make some changes still, although we've made changes or I've made changes over time from doing this. There's still a few um, areas that I could improve on. And did you find that you had more of the ingredients in your covers than you expected, Karen? Um, I have to say that I certainly had more of the spices and dried herbs in the cupboard than I expected to have. And if I remember correctly, Aileen, the last time I did this, it revealed that my herbs and spices were in chaos (laughs) and in a place where I could not determine what I had or not because they were all just everywhere and I did say at that time that I would get myself a spice rack to hang inside a cupboard door well I have to say that I did do that and it's been one of the best changes I've made to my kitchen routine I have to say because I can now see them all I have them in alphabetical order uh, just like they do in the in the supermarkets actually so finding them um And finding what I need is just really quick and efficient. So there I'm in control, Carol, and I'm not often an in control, Carol, but my my spice rack is now in control. That's very impressive, Karen. I think I could keep them in alphabetical order. Uh, But what I do with my spices is I have them in. So I have all of like the Italian herby type things together I have all of the spicy Moroccan type things together I have all the Indian things together so that means when I'm doing a an Indian recipe I'm more likely to not have to root around mm. looking at different things so that's how I organize yeah, another it way yeah mm. and what about when you were checking your cupboards and fridge and freezer did you find that there were any out-of-date foods 
Oh, yes, I have to say, I certainly did. And uh, I'm naming and shaming you here. No, not at all. You are really putting me on the spot. And I have to say that I I had to throw quite a lot of of dried foods out. um, And I don't like throwing foods out, but I did have to do that because some of them were actually several years out of date. It's quite embarrassing. And it did actually make my family laugh. But um, what I would say is that I now have much more room in my cupboards. And again, everything is in order. So finding the foods that I want and I need is is actually a pleasure. So um, so absolutely, yeah, no, it's, it was worth doing. So um, and a couple of questions that people may like to consider are um, with out of date food. Did you use it as an opportunity to throw them out? And um, if not, why not? Um, why did you feel the need to keep them? I, I I don't like parting with food, but I have to say mine were just so out of date. I just had to. Um, and also just thinking about from writing out your list, how long do you think you will need to complete the shopping? And I think that's something to ponder because um, the time out to do the shopping is something that will need to be considered. Okay, well, thanks for sharing your innermost kitchen secrets, Karen. My pleasure. (laughs) So we're almost about to do the final step, which is step five, commit to action. But just let's take a moment just to recap on what we've done so far. So we know our planning personality and hopefully we're all playing to our strengths now. Uh, We've very quickly created a short list of healthy meals. We've decided what we're going to eat on two days And we've made those decisions in line with our run training. And we've got a very organized shopping list based on what you need to buy and what you've already got in stock. So you've done a lot. That's really fantastic if you've come this far. So now we need to move on to step five, which is committing to action. Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. Commit to action, which really is about doing your shopping and then actually cooking and eating your meals. So planning and timing really, I would say, go hand in hand. You need to create time to plan. Then your plan will save you time. So really um, closely linked. Now, creating time is what will help you be successful, really, in reaching your goals. So on this final um, part of your challenge, really plan your time for your food shopping and preparation. And remember, um, I said just a minute ago about how long you think it might take you um, to to do your shopping, depending on how long your list is. Now, think about when you will shop, which date will it be, and at what time of the day will it be? And also consider where you will shop. Will it be in store? Will you do it online? Or maybe you'll you'll have a a home delivery. um, Everybody's going to be different. Okay, so this is all about putting your two-day menu plan into practice so the first thing to do is check the dates that you originally planned uh, to put your food plan into practice and is this still going to work for you and if it's not rather than just abandoning it why don't you choose another two days and put them in your diary so ideally you know now that we're at the end of this training maybe it would be a great idea to do it next week so which two days next week will you enjoy the two-day menu plan that you've created and remember you can do two consecutive days or you can split the days it's all just about practicing Um, and as Karen says the next thing to do is think about when and where you will shop 
Um, and you know, Karen mentioned a few ideas there: in-store, online, home delivery. And when will you shop? What time? What day? And and I suggest don't leave it too late. So ideally, you know, forty-eight hours before the menu starts or earlier. You want the food to be fresh enough to use, but you don't want it to be last minute so that you might forget to do the shopping or something gets in the way and you're not able to do it. And so in in the spirit of practicing this, we, we suggest that you schedule that time in your diary. So put it in the diary and then you're more likely to do it. So, Karen, um, over to you again. What do you do to organise your shopping? Yeah, well, I have to say I love shopping in store. Um, I like to see and touch what I'm buying. And I have to say I, I have shopped online, but I just find I always forget to order something. Um, mind you, having my list now should prevent that because I don't tend to take a list. You know, before we did this, I didn't take a list with me. I would just go up and down the aisles, um, particular aisles that I like and pick things up. But um, but a list would help prevent me sort of forgetting anything. Um, so I think um, change really, and um, I, I did change my way of shopping during COVID, and that's when I did start to shop a little bit online. But now that that is um, sort of over, hopefully, then I have gone back to in-store shopping because I much prefer it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sort of a bit of a mixture as as ever. So I tend to stock up and have a full large room fleet freezer and I buy fresh produce on a day-to-day basis. I'm really lucky where I live. I've got some great local shops just a few minutes walk away from home. Um, so that that's really how I do it. But when um when you're thinking about what time or when to shop and putting that in your diary, um I think that really helps because if I, I know that anything goes in my diary, it, it happens, or at least it's a prompt for me to do it, even if it's not the exact time, you know, it might be that I do it later in the day or I decide to swap it, but at least I've made the decision that I'm going to do my shopping. And, you know, you might feel that this is all a bit OTT. I mean, who except in Control Carol actually diarises their shopping? It does sound a bit controlling, doesn't it? Um but just going back to the, you know, the essence of this workshop is to say that we're practicing an exercise and by experiencing the planning process, it will help you. So, for instance, I don't like choosing in advance what I'm going to eat, but but when I do plan my food, it actually takes a weight off me. I don't have to think about it. And so planning when to shop might be the same for you. Um, and remembering scheduling time for tasks is what helps you be to be successful in your goals, whatever that might be, running goals, work goals, time for yourself goals. Uh, just like if you're if you plan your run training, you know, the people that plan to do the running at certain times and what they're going to do ahead of time get the better results than the people that just run out the door a few times a week and do whatever <laughs> whatever they fancy so it's the same with food planning um so Karen I was wondering if you have any time saving shopping tips that would help 
Yeah, actually, yeah, a few that um, I would suggest are maybe to by having your shopping list, it can be really helpful. So you can just whiz in and out of the shops. You know what you need. You don't need to look at anything else and just tick them off the list as you pick them up. Um, go shopping early or late in the day, maybe, because it tends to be less busy at those times. Again, online grocery shopping uh, might be uh, suitable for some people, and that can be done at any time of the day or evening. Just remember to be at home for the delivery. And so scheduling the delivery to suit your, your schedule as well. Um, and also some local shops can let you order online or phone in and then you can collect or actually have um, have a delivery of the food. So that's another option. Maybe a recipe box for two or three meals a week can really take the pressure off because you don't have to think about the meals um, for those two or three um, days. And have a standard shopping list um, of all the regular things that you tend to use. And then all you need to do is add the extra items to this list. And that can um, be a real time saver when when thinking about shopping. Yeah, I think that that one's a great one, isn't it? Because Mm. you you don't have to write your list out every time. All you have to do is add the special things you need that week. Yeah. Okay, so um, thanks, Karen. That was really helpful to have those tips. Um, So the next thing to think about time for is food prep time. So when will you prepare your meals? How much time have you scheduled to shop and prepare your meals? Um, And um, thinking about will you prepare your meals in advance? So perhaps at the weekend, the day before, at the start of the day, or have you allocated time during the day for the preparation of each meal? So I'd suggest consider, you know, consider allocating 30 minutes earlier in the day or just before cooking um, mm. so that, again, you can work around what other things that you've got to do uh, to make sure that um, you do fit in a bit of preparation time. Yeah, absolutely, because we sometimes have clients who will put – all the effort into the first four steps and then they just don't do the final step of preparing and and eating the food that they've planned and shopped for. So we did cover this problem in um, episode 46, looking at healthy fast food for runners um, as it is one of the most common things that we hear from runners who aspire to be healthier as well as a better runner. Um, um, but but the issue for them is that they don't have time to prepare the healthy meals and the healthy snacks that they that they want to need. And I'm just wondering, is is that a problem that you can identify with, Aileen? Yeah, certainly. I mean, way back, you know, before I was a nutritional therapist, I really didn't prioritize my own healthy foods, and, and I worked twenty four seven, and my personal food plan just didn't get very high on the agenda. Whereas nowadays, whatever's going on in my life, healthy food is something that just happens. And some days it might not be exciting food, but it's still what I require. So it will be simple, tasty and natural. Um, And other days I can indulge what I would call my inner foodie by cooking something really delicious that takes a little longer. Um, But I, I think it's really a mindset change that enables anyone to start anyone to really start putting themselves first And if making healthy food is a priority and a non-negotiable in their lives, then it will start to happen. And, and, you know, obviously this is why we're we're here. We're here to help everyone make it as easy and and as enjoyable as possible. Um, 
And we did in episode 46, the episode you just mentioned, Karen, we talked about some healthy fast food preparation methods, um, which really save a lot of time, um, particularly when, particularly in the evenings, when you may be trying to fit in some extra exercise as well as uh, preparing a meal. Um, so I thought we could maybe talk and share about those mm. methods just as a, a an extra added extra today. So yeah. um, one of the ones that um, I thought we could talk about, Karen, was the sheet pan or tray bake meals. Yeah, actually, Aileen, that is one of my favourite ways of preparing a fast meal because um, it's where you have all your ingredients really for a meal on one tray or shallow casserole pan and just roast it in the oven. So it is really easy. And I... Um, I time save um, by taking a quick five minutes to prepare the ingredients. I'll put them on the tray and I either do that before I go out for a run or as soon as I get home, then all I have to do is pop the tray in the oven and it cooks whilst I'm stretching or whether I'm or when I'm showering or whatever. So it is really um, easy. And mostly I think a tray bake will take around 30 minutes, maybe less in some cases to cook and um, you only uh, use one cooking container. So there's a lot less uh, washing up as well. So it's a win-win, I would say. And, and also with any leftovers, if there are any leftovers, you can easily use them for a lunchbox the following day or use them to produce another meal the following evening. So, um, so it is really a great way. And uh, I think it works really well if you're cooking for one or if you're cooking for a family, you just sort of increase the amount of, of ingredients that you, you prep. Yeah, and it is a really great way of doing it. If, you, if you've if you got a busy family and everybody's eating at different times, what you could do is do the preparation and put them all into smaller individual trays and then every member of the family cooks their own tray when they arrive home. Um, so that's a really good tip. And for that, what I tend to use is a loaf tin. So I think that works really well for one portion sizes. And you could even prep them the day before and have them chilled in the fridge, ready to cook when you come home. Um, you know, have them all lined up in the fridge and then people just collect them and stick them in the oven. Um, so that's a really good one. And another cooking method, which um, I'd suggest uh, is it, really super simple, is very similar to tray bake cooking, but that's baking in parchment parcels. Um, and it tends to be a bit quicker to cook um, so what you do there is you combine a number of foods together. Um, so, for instance, you might have a salmon fillet on a pile of chopped vegetables with some lemon or herbs. You wrap it in the parchment or greaseproof paper, bake in the oven 15 to 20 minutes, serve with some steamed rice and salad, um, sprinkle the juices from the parcel onto your rice and you've got extra flavour and nutrients. Um, and again, it's like really easy to prepare ahead so you can prepare them keep them in the fridge pop them in the oven when you get home and you know whatever you're doing in that half hour or when it's cooking um you know the food's ready for you when you when you are um so i'd i'd say that you know if you if you're interested in trying that we did share a few recipes in that episode um so check out episode 44 and you'll find a few recipes there that you might want to Mm. enjoy yeah and just to add there Aileen you know you were saying about these being great for uh, 
family members having food at a different time, but also family members who have different styles of eating, you know, because quite often these days you'll maybe have one that's a vegetarian, maybe one that is gluten-free or dairy-free. So just having the different the different foods and the different parcels, and then they can pop them in the oven. And another easy way is stir frying. Um, and that's a great time saver as well. Um, there is some time involved, really, I suppose, in preparing a stir fry in the preparation. So with the cutting of the vegetables and, and whatever your source, your choice of protein is. But if you're willing to spend sort of maybe just five, 10 minutes preparing the vegetables, that's great. But if you're really short of time, you could potentially think about buying the pre-prepared fresh stir fry vegetables or even frozen bags of vegetables. And um, or you, you might use a mixture of fresh and frozen. So lots of different ways of saving time around a, a stir fry and um and you get the saving then when it comes to the cooking, because it literally does take minutes to cook. So that's another really fabulous um, way of cooking. It is. And it's one that I use a lot. I mean, I guess I probably stir fry once or twice a week because it's so easy and, and so delicious. And the other benefit of use of a stir fry, it's a really great way to use up lots of bits and pieces in the fridge. So you can use up just about anything you choose. Um, mm. So you, you get rid of um, having any wastage, which is uh, what we all want. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so step five, commit to action. And like we said, that involves preparing your shopping list and then actually making and eating your food. And clearly eating your food is going to be the best bit of this. Now, both of these actions will take some effort and some commitment as well. So it is important to remember why you're doing this. And we imagine that you want to, to do it really to make your life easier in the long run. And also um, so that you're enjoying lovely, healthy food which is going to fuel your running and um, maintain your energy levels, as well as being protective to your overall health. So, so many reasons um, to sort of introduce this step five. So before we move on, Aileen, um, and do the questions from our listeners, um, shall we just stop for a quick advert break? Yes. So this is the moment in the episode where Karen and I take a minute to tell you a little bit about what we do outside of the podcast. And today, what we'd like to do is remind you about our free guide. So this is a different free guide to the food planning one. But if you go to our website, you'll you'll find it. And it's called Top Running Snacks and Nutrient Timing. And we thought that the information um, that's shared there will, will help you alongside food planning, especially when you're planning um, what you're going to eat pre, during and post running. So we get questions a lot from runners about what do I eat pre-run, what do I eat during run, what do I eat after a training run or a race? And we do focus on this a lot in our episodes because we know if you get this right, you'll be fitter, faster and stronger. And very importantly, you'll recover quickly for your next run. Um, so we, we designed the free nutrition guide as a companion to our episodes and um, it's a PDF ebook and it lists our suggestions of what and when to eat pre, during and post running. And we've had over a thousand uh, runners download the guide so far. We've had really great feedback. Um, so we know it's a great guide to give you quick reference and you can quickly put our suggestions into action next time you're out for a run so if you haven't already downloaded it or if you've lost it and you'd like to find it again um, check out the website runnershealthup.com look at the top menu bar for free nutrition guides 
Um, there's a drop-down menu. You'll find the um, Top Running Snacks Guide there. Pop in your email and we'll send you over the free guide. And that's in exactly the same place that you'll find the ebook that goes along with the food planning um, episodes. So we hope both of them will really help you. Um, please let us know how you get on because we love getting feedback um, to, to know if the guys are helping and if we can um, improve or adapt them in any way. Absolutely. Okay, thanks for that, Aileen. So now let's um, move on and answer some questions that have been shared with us recently or in previous groups. And um, we've, we, all, we get lots of different questions. And here, the first one is from Anne, and she's in our Facebook group. So her question is, writing a meal plan for the week. I love the idea, but what if you fancy something else? Also, another challenge is writing the plan so that you use all the stuff. So if opening a pack of bacon for a few slices, using the rest in something the next day. So Aileen, would you maybe answer Anne's question for her? Yeah, I mean, I did answer it in the Facebook group, but just to, um, it was a good one to share, I think, with everybody. So I, I think, yeah, this is a challenge um, using everything up. And what I would say is if you, if you, planned for a meal and then you decide that it's not what you fancy on the day then what you could do is freeze some of the ingredients for later if that's if that's possible you know particularly protein type ingredients would be good to freeze um if it's fresh fruit and vegetables what what i tend to do or fresh vegetables really i'll make a big pot of soup and a tray of roasted vegetables at the end of the week so anything that i've not used up I just do a great big tray or a big pot of soup. Um, and another thing that you could do is have a potluck meal uh, using up all the foods you have in stock. So get into the habit of doing that once a week. Um, I used to do that when I was working in catering. The restaurants that we ran, we would, you know, there was just maybe four portions of something and it would go on the menu. And when it was sold, it was sold. And then you move on to the next thing. Um, and you know, family like that, you know, they're quite happy mm. to have something different. So I just think it's okay to go off piece from your food plan if that's what you fancy doing, as long as you follow a healthy plate balance um, and don't waste the food, you know, and I think you've just got to in the moment decide I'm going to stick that in the freezer or I'm going to make it into something later and, um, and that's fine. Okay, that's great. Thanks for that, Aileen. So this one, next question is from Kay, and she did our live training some time ago. So um, Kay's question is, I try to prep meals and snacks on a Sunday for a few days. I make my own granola, snack bars, trail mix, and I'll make up the butter for my sweet corn fritters. That's really good. Well done, Kay. But I get to midweek and run out, so then panic and do things off the cuff. Now, I always get one day where I just can't stick to any kind of plan, but try to get straight back on it the next day. Or sometimes I plan, food shop, run out of time, then waste ingredients I've bought, um, I'm trying to think of balance all the time. I also have a big family, so find it hard to batch cook as most of it gets used up in one go. So there's lots of questions within a question here. So, yeah. Aileen, I I'm think, well, I think just to, you know, just to, 
to round up the good points there, first mm. of all, um, for Kay, and I know we did this at the time, Kay, maybe you're listening again and, and perhaps the same things are still going on. But the good points are that you're already doing batch prep of great healthy foods made from scratch. So that is fantastic. And it's also good that, you know, when you go off plan, you plan to get back on plan the day after. So I think, again, that's a really good habit to be in, um, not to let the go off plan get out of, out of sort of control or spiral out of control and I like the idea that you like to think of balance because we can't all be perfect so you do have to find balance um so we did make some suggestions to Kay during the training so do you want to run through some of those yeah absolutely and I would just sort of reiterate what you said Aileen you know there are some really good points there um okay so well done but just thinking about some of the suggestions that we also made um for Kay was about um thinking about cooking for a couple of extra portions for evening meals and then freeze small portions um for you to have at lunchtime and then take the extra portions and freeze immediately so that the family doesn't eat at all and um and you then have some some lunch portions for you so um make sure you put your portions in the freezer before the family get to the rest of the food um is the sunday prep all put in the fridge um maybe if some of it was frozen and less accessible for the family then um to grab during the week it um it would it would be there so um it it might be better if it's if it's um if it's frozen um have another midweek food prep session to top up and um, if that's feasible and um, you've got the time. Also thinking about time, save time maybe by buying some prepared food. So for example, ready and prepared grains, lentils, frozen vegetables, frozen herbs as well, which are a real great um, time saver. In fact, all of these are, are really good time savers. And then also thinking about slow cooking, um, the sheet pan meals that we were speaking about earlier, they're really quick um, to prepare and also to serve. So those were some of the um, the tips that we that we gave to Kay during the during the the training. So um, hopefully that was helpful to you, Kay, and hopefully will be helpful for some some more listeners as well. Okay, so the next. Um email that we had actually was from one of our listeners Della and um, again she gave us loads of information which really helpful Um, so she said that she works very hard and generally her, her busy working life affects the time that's available for shopping and the time that's available for cooking and that leads to sometimes not having sufficient fresh food because she's not been shopping And she also said another um, sort of side effect of working hard, which I think everybody could identify, is that when she works late, she often doesn't have the energy to cook from scratch and she gets pulled away um, to do what's easy. So it could be a takeaway. It could be something that's bought in rather than fresh. Um, And another typical thing that can happen is that she gets caught up in work and sometimes she doesn't eat for long periods and then she's super hungry and then will automatically go to the easily available food. 
Um, and while she loves healthy foods, she um, also gets drawn to some that are not quite so healthy. Um, and she has a tendency to recycle a few staples. So again, she feels like that can get a bit boring. So I just think these are all um, things that are typical for all of us, really. Um, and, and she also answers her own question by saying, I think I need to have things made and have a bit more of a plan in advance but that has its challenges. She loves to get cooking, but sometimes that gets pushed to the back of the priority list. So I'm hoping that these two episodes are really going to have helped Della. Mm. Um, but let's just have a little bit of a review, Karen, and yeah. see what we can say. Yeah, and I think, like you were saying, I think Della's planning problems are, are really typical of most busy women. Um, and maybe you, you others are listening and can actually identify with some of or some of these um, statements. So let's start um, with the simple stuff first, Ella. So um, let's look at uh, um, the area of establishing what times of day you will plan to eat your meals and snacks. Um, so, so maybe just ensuring that you do establish time, the times of the day. When would be best for you to um, plan to eat meals and snacks? snacks and set a reminder on your phone to stop and eat because it is so easy when you're busy to forget to eat because eating regularly um, and not going for hours without food will help to balance blood sugar levels and that will mean less likelihood of you grabbing at easy to access maybe not so healthy foods that you mentioned um Adela didn't mention sugar or carbs but this is you know, typical of what people are drawn to when they go without food for a long time. Um, if what gets in the way of you having your meal when you plan to have what what we call, um, sorry, so if, if work is getting in the way of you having your meal when planned, what you could do is have what we call an emergency snack available. So something that's easy to eat, which you can have whilst working or traveling, um, and use this as a as a bridge or to bridge the long gap between meals. And that will help to satisfy you so you can um, make more considered decisions at meal times and give you the time also to prepare your healthy meal. So that would be just a few suggestions there. Aileen, do, do you have any other suggestions you would add? Yeah, well, I think that's like a really good foundation because you're, you're managing um, your blood sugar and your cravings by by eating regularly so that's really important um, and I, I think because you've got such a busy life Della I think it really would help you to dedicate a bit of planning time um, to have an overview of how you currently meal plan how you shop and cook within the constraints of the time that you've got available so um, you know some of the things that we've we, you know we've already covered but just to to recap I think the things that would really help you would be to create a list of quick meals and stock up with the basics which will last a couple of weeks and then shop regularly and that will become less of a chore or something that gets pushed to one side uh, and if you've got this quick meal list that's um, healthy quick meals then you know when you are short of time it, you can sort of go to that list and it'll help you and 
if at all, make your lunch and snacks ahead of time so it's ready. So, for instance, if I've got a really busy day, I might make my salad. I, I work from home a lot. Um, so I'll make my salad and put it in the fridge and then it's there when I'm ready to, to break and I don't have to fit in making the food. But if you're going out to work, uh, make, maybe making your lunch and snack and taking it with you uh, means that it's ready for you when you're ready to take your break. Um, I think the ideas of our tray bakes and the slow cooked meals also will help you if you can do some preparation in advance so that the prep's done and the cooking doesn't take um, too long. Um, and Karen suggested a recipe box earlier uh, in the episode. I think that for busy people, this is great. So having a recipe box for two to three meals a week saves time on thinking, uh, planning, shopping, uh, decision-making. And then all you have to do is, you know, on the day think, well, I'm going to make meal one and all the ingredients are there. And then you can, you know, supplement the rest of the week doing when you've got more time or maybe there's a meal out once a week, that kind of thing. Uh, so it doesn't have to be every night, but it's a really good way of getting the variety up and, um, saving lots of time and making sure that you get some healthy meals in. So I hope that really helps, Della. Um, my advice really would be start with one action. Don't feel that you have to do it all uh, and then it'll be more manageable. So pick one thing, start with that and then add a few more steps and actions in over the next few weeks. So we do have some more um, questions that we typically get asked. Um, and so I'm just going to fire away Karen and see if you can help us with them mm -hmm. so uh, one of the questions uh, we, which always made me laugh really when we got this one because I think it is typical is I've got a busy family life and I find that my stock of running snacks are eaten by the rest <laughs> of the family have you got any tips yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. Uh, definitely. What I would suggest is that you maybe keep your snacks in a separate cupboard. Now, it doesn't have to be a cupboard in the kitchen. Um, maybe if you have a sideboard in the dining room, you could you could keep them there. And that's what I do just to keep them out of reach um, of the family. Or um, maybe putting your snack box behind other food boxes, because if your family is anything like mine, they won't look very far. The food needs to be in front of them. So if you just put yours behind, then they'll never see it. So that might be an option. Um, so hopefully that will be helpful. Um, now, the uh, question I'm going to put to you, Aileen, uh, for, that came in from somebody. Um, I like the idea of a fallback menu plan of some go-to meals. What would you suggest? Yeah, well, this was relating to uh, a discussion in the last episode where we said for the people that haven't got a lot of planning time available and they maybe um, struggle to come up with ideas is just come up with a short list of what we call go-to meals that can be made simply with simple ingredients. Um, so make yourself a list of healthy go-to meals that can be made in the moment with ingredients that you typically will always have in stock. Um, so an idea might be a, an egg frittata or a salad made with beans, lentils or tinned fish or a risotto. But it, they've got to be with things that um, are store cupboard items and ideally things that things that don't um, deteriorate quickly. You know, so 
food that's going to be available all the time. Um, and it doesn't have to be a huge list, you know, maybe even three go-to meals to start with. And then uh, on the days where you're running late or you have run out of food, um, you can have a go-to meal. Um, so that's uh, that's my suggestion there. Um, another question, Karen, is uh, that we get typically asked is that um, I've realised I've got a very repetitive diet. And I think a few of the people mentioned that earlier. They they eat the same things all the time. Um, they're maybe not a confident cook. So what can they do to add more variety? Yeah, this can be really difficult, actually, especially if you're not confident as a cook. And I think there are a few ways that um, you can get more variety. Maybe you could choose one day a week to try a new recipe. Um, ideally, maybe on a day when you're not working and so you're not under any other pressure. Um, over a few weeks, by doing that, you will build up a, a new list of meals to enjoy and, and the go-to meals maybe that you just spoke about, Aileen. Um, another way is just to pay attention to what you choose. For example, if you always have soup, choose a different one each time. Or if you always have a sandwich or a piece of fruit, just choosing a different one, um, maybe each day or um, a few times per week, just to bring in that variety and um, to, to stop the, the uh, food being repetitive. And also just to, to support you becoming a more confident cook. So hopefully that's helpful. I think we've got, probably got time for one more question, Aileen. So um, this question is um, on the menu planner, you suggest adding what run I'm doing and what time I'm doing it. Can you explain why I should do this? Yeah, this is a really good question because, you know, we're, we're learning about uh, or we're practicing about food planning, but the extra layer is to eat the right foods to support our running. Um, so the reason that we ask you to add that to your menu planner document is to help you to get in the habit of choosing meals and snacks which support your running. So thinking about are you pre-fueling and post-fueling and are you eating the right portion size and the right ratio of macronutrients for the level of training that you're doing? So we, we mentioned earlier the free guide to um, snacks and nutrient timing. That really will be helpful for you to read. And, and we've also got a lot of episodes and blogs which will help too um, but that will just get you into the habit of thinking well if I'm going for a run at seven o'clock in the morning what kind of breakfast should I be having afterwards and based on the level of running I'm doing or if I'm doing my evening run what kind of snack should I be having you know one or two hours before I do my run to help me what snacks do I need to be have prepared so that I've got those to fuel my during run training and what should it be doing to re recover so um it, it's it can be it can feel a bit overwhelming so I, I think don't worry about it too much but just start paying attention to it and I think just even thinking about it you'll naturally fall into a situation of considering what you might want to choose and if you can refer to that guide that's really going to help um, but if you are stuck and you need some quick questions answered, just get in touch. You can email us or you can post in the Facebook group. Um, if you would like some personalised one-to-one input, uh, book a call with us and we'll advise you 
on which service to choose. Um, and, and within the one-to-one nutrition services, we're really happy to help with your planning and time management around all the various tasks involved. Um, so if that's the, the thing that's um, causing the, the issue, then that can be part of your personalised programme. So, um, so yeah, I think that brings us to an end. Karen. It certainly does, Aileen. Um, so I'm just going to give you a reminder of the five steps that we've gone through over these two episodes. So step one was about discovering your foodie planning personality. Step two was about making healthy food choices. Step three was about making a plan. Um, so choosing two days um, to put your plan into action. Step four was about being prepared. And step five was that committing to action. So um, there we have it. That takes us to the end of our five-step plan. So Aileen, from that, can you just take us through what you would say are the key takeaways from, um, from these steps? Yes, of course. So our, our vision for the five steps is that once you've practiced them, you'll be able to seamlessly do the steps easily and you'll have cut any out any resistance or procrastination around healthy food planning and that you'll have found the time to plan. So it's no longer a reason or an excuse for you not to have a runner's nutrition plan. And remember, the more times you do the five steps, you'll just start doing them naturally. Um, and the, the reason for having a healthy food plan in place is it will promote uh, good energy levels, um, good body composition, uh, your immune health will be supported, which is uh, really crucial, uh, particularly in this post-COVID era. It will help you balance your hormone health, which is key for us as women. Uh, and finally, um, a healthy food plan will also promote our mood and mindset. So we, we really want you to prioritize a runner's food plan so it's in, as important and as easy as putting on your running shoes. So it's got to be a non-negotiable, really. And we really want you to, um, to achieve that. Uh, and finally, just as a reminder, if you haven't already downloaded your ebook, please do so. Um, it's very easy to access. You can either find all the details in our show notes, um, or um, you can also um, find it on our website, runnershealthhub.com. So uh, we look forward to you. Um, getting that ebook to help you. Now, one of the things that we always do when we do the live training and, and we've got people with us for, you know, maybe a week um, and they're doing the steps a few, a step a day and we're, we're helping them along the way is we, we usually do a free prize draw at the end of the week. And um, anybody who's um, got to the end of the five steps and stayed with us all the way goes into a free prize draw um the the winner uh, gets to choose a recipe book and um we but we thought what we'd like to do because we know that you're out there listening to us but we just can't uh, interact with you in the, the usual way so we thought what we thought we'd like to do is a, a similar sort of uh, free prize draw and uh, so anybody who downloads the ebook by the end of may 2022 we'll go into a free prize draw uh, and what, then we'll make an announcement of who the winner is. And we usually that, let the winner choose from a list of our favourite recipe books. And then once you've made a choice, we'll post it to you. So that's a little added extra and a bit of fun. And we hope you'll uh, enjoy, somebody will enjoy getting a, a new recipe book. 
Okay, thanks very much, Aileen. And we do hope that you'll all put food planning on your agenda now. And please do share this with your running friends as well. Um, they might benefit from, um, from listening to these two episodes um, too. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for women's changing bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband, which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at AmazingJane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. <music>